Entrepreneur on Fire 798. And they passed around the number that everyone would make. And when I got to see mine, it said zero, meaning that I had been the CEO and founder of the company. But because of the deal that I had done with the venture capitalists, I would basically get zero. In need of some motivation, we've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Your website is your home base. Make sure it's protected with Abaxio's instant recovery system, serving businesses across North America for 15 years. Learn more at abaxio.com slash fire. That's A-B-A-X-I-O dot com slash fire. Video courses available for all experience levels await at lynda.com, and I've worked out a deal to give you a special offer. Access the entire library for free for seven days at lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Ryan Blair. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Nice. Ryan is a former gang member turned serial entrepreneur, self-made millionaire, and CEO and co-founder of Vicealis. In March 2013, he became the number one New York Times bestselling author of Nothing to Lose, Nothing to Gain, where he effectively imparts lessons learned from obstacles faced and provides a roadmap for entrepreneurial success. Ryan, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally than expound upon the biz. I guess I'm most known for my book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 years old. And prior to that, I, you know, I, I lived in a very uncomfortable environment where I got to see entrepreneurship all around me. And literally the system of poverty is really about that. And, and, uh, and as a result of seeing, you know, poverty and seeing illegal entrepreneurs all around me, uh, I decided after meeting, uh, my mother's boyfriend, uh, when I was about 18 years old, I decided that I would become a professional entrepreneur and I started working for him, eventually got a job at a computer company, uh, from there, I started a company called 24-7 Tech. From there, I started Sky Pipeline, which became a successful company that uh, provided wireless broadband service from Oakland, California, all the way down to San Diego. And, and from that point, launched by Salus. And so I guess 17 years later, I've invested in maybe 10 or 15 different businesses. Uh, I have a small VC fund. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just an entrepreneur that loves, loves building businesses and working with other entrepreneurs that love to build businesses. So Ryan, let's be frank for a second. You have a unique journey as an entrepreneur, which is why I'm really excited to bring you on to Entrepreneur on Fire and really share that journey and analyze that journey and learn a lot from that journey because there's a lot to be learned. But before we dive into that incredibly unique and interesting journey, we always start with a success quote, Ryan, or a mantra. What do you got for us? You know, the one that, that hangs in my office is the path is all math. And in essence, you know, what that mantra allows you to do is reverse engineer or think about things mathematically. And that's not to say every, everything in life is a mathematical solution, but there generally is some philosophy or principle of math involved in getting a problem solved. And so, uh, I, I, you know, I guess that would be the mantra that I, that I build my businesses with. No, it makes sense. And, you know, Fire Nation, take a second, kind of digest that, kind of absorb a little bit, see how it might apply to your life. And that can be a really powerful thought process that you're going to be going forward in. 
And Ryan, now we're going to dive into the heart of Entrepreneur on Fire. We're going to dive into stories of you, Ryan Blair, of your journey as an entrepreneur. And Ryan, where I want to start is with a failure, is with a setback, is with a challenge. And I want you to take us there, Ryan, to that moment in time and tell us that story. Go. I was in a boardroom, and the irony of it is, is based on my upbringing, you know, I never imagined that I'd be in a boardroom and that I'd be before the people that I was before. And they were, you know, billionaires and titans of industry and extremely successful. I had a deal to sell my company, Sky Pipeline, which was my second startup for $25 million. I started the company when I was 21, and I was about 24 years old. And we had these attorneys, and uh, I had some pretty uh, tough board members that were venture capitalists, you know, big-time guys. And they passed around the number that everyone would make. And when I got to see mine, it said zero, meaning that I had been the CEO and founder of the company. But because of the deal that I had done with the venture capitalists, and, you know, I, I would basically get zero. And, uh, and I, that was a failure of me to understand thoroughly how venture capital, uh, capitalists works, the different contracts, the different provisions of venture capital. Um, I ended up negotiating a better settlement than that in terms of the exit. Uh, than zero, but you know I built a lot of value in a short period of time, and and had to write you know hand it over to people that were more savvy when it's related to financing. And so from that failure, I, I made the determination that I'd master the subject of finance and, and financing, and as a result, have had a lot of successes from there. So Ryan, this is oh so important of a topic. So I kind of want to stew on this for a little while because you know, you've learned the hard way. And since then, you've had a lot of success because of those hard knocks. So let's talk about this for a minute. I mean, what exactly does it mean to, to get venture backing? You know, I have a lot of listeners right now who are thinking about starting a business, who have already started a business and maybe they're getting to the end of their runway. So they're like, oh, maybe I should bring in some venture capital. Maybe I should bring in some angel investors. Let's talk about this for a second. What does it mean to bring in angel investors or venture capital? And how would you recommend doing it the right way from the beginning? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. You know, the business that I had was capital intensive, Sky Pipeline. You know, we were a broadband wireless network. So we had to deploy, you know, various infrastructure on top of the hills. And then we actually had to uh, uh, finance our customer acquisition strategy and the customer equipment and so forth. So it was pretty expensive. It was about, uh, cost me about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars per customer I acquired. So the more successful I was, the more money I needed. Um, uh, so I, I went about it first by doing an angel uh, round. I'd done it through loans. So I did what was called a convertible note where I approached everyone that I'd ever met in my life that I thought had money. I actually bought books on raising money so I could learn how to approach them, how to create a business plan. And the stuff that I did at first was rudimentary. You know, I was 21 years old, not a high, I had, didn't even have a high school diploma at the time. A uh, former gang member, you know, to boot. And, uh, and I'm out there trying to raise money. But, but as a result of networking, which is probably the most important thing you can do in raising money is, is network. As a result of networking, um, I stumbled upon a person who was a professional investor. And once I got that person interested, then I was able to get other people who were professional investors. And I, in fact, I would ask the, the people who were interested whether or not they invested in me or not. I'd ask them, hey, do you know anyone else who might be interested in looking at this? And, uh, and I would get them to introduce me to people that may be interested in investing. So, you know, in essence, I built a list. 
I contacted the list. I presented to the list. Uh, and then I got a certain percentage of them to invest in me. So basically, start connecting the dots, Fire Nation. You know, start networking, start reaching out to anybody you know, and just, you know, ask that question. You know, do you or does anybody else that you might know be interested in talking to me about this? And, you know, Ryan, looking back, is there a book, is there a resource you recommend for somebody that just wants to maybe learn the ABCs of this? Yeah, you know, I follow every venture capitalist that, you know, I follow Mark Andreessen on Twitter and, you know, and I'm, I'm constantly reading the Wall Street Journal. You have to be a student of this and you have to really understand it. Uh, one of the best uh, things that I can give to your audience is don't ask people to invest right away. Uh, ask them for their opinion. If somebody comes to me and says, Ryan, I'd like you to invest in my business, you know, I'm going to say, no, thank you. But if they say to me, you know, Ryan, I'd like your opinion or, or, you know, they, they pique my intellectual curiosity on the subject, then I might be interested. And then from there I might invest. So, you know, it's all in your approach. Um, you know, there's, there's capital all around you. You just have to go out there and approach it correctly. And, you know, and you have to have a good value proposition and you have to be careful because sometimes, you know, when, when you do approach an investor, you only have one shot. So a lot of times people will approach me with ideas. And, you know, as a professional investor, which I am now, you know, running a $20 million VC front fund, I have to look for reasons to say no pretty quick because I get approached a lot. <laughs> so, you know, you have to be smart about it, you know, and, and you have to do your homework. Uh, and then you raise the money and, and go from there. But today with crowdfunding, you know, there's so many ways to raise capital. It's so much easier than when, you know, when I first started. I've since raised, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in a variety of different transactions. Uh, but that said, you know, you just have to start basically. So is there a book or a blog or something along those lines that you could point us to? Yeah, you know, I, I talked, I talk about raising money in my book, of course, uh, in my experience with it. There's a number of books written by various venture capitalists. Uh, Peter Thiel, for example, wrote one. Um, you know, I, I, I consume as much information as I possibly can about the individuals in my chosen profession. And starting out as a technology entrepreneur, that's where I've spent most of my energy of, you know, getting mentors and learning. I don't have one specific on raising money, but I guess that's the issue. There isn't probably one specific on it. So I'd read a hundred on the subject. I mean, that's the most, the greatest yield you'll get is getting people not only to give you money, but to add their value to your company. So a lot of times I'll look at a company. Um, for example, I invested in a company recently in San Diego called Fragmob and I gave them a couple million bucks. They've returned it, uh, successfully. And, you know, and, and the, the entrepreneur approached me in a long time ago about a product that they had. And I developed a relationship. And then when there was an opportunity, I invested in that company and we created a, a, a company together. So, you know, you really just have to build your network and you never know when you'll actually, you know, summons that network or be able to add value to the individuals within it. So you have to build it without regard for, you know, immediate short term gratification, but rather for regard of, you know, value exchange. Yeah. And circling back to something you said earlier, there is a great quote that cropped up in my mind that if you ask for money, you'll get opinions. And if you ask for opinions, you'll get money. So just, I've never heard that. That makes, that's a lot of sense. (laughs) Think on that fire nation. And you know, real quick, Ryan, I don't want to deviate, but I do want to just kind of bring up real quick that a great resource for our listeners, fire nation 
is this great new podcast called Startup with Alex Bloomberg, where he actually talks about trying to create and now successfully having created a podcasting corporation, which he calls Gimlet Media, where he went to some of the biggest venture capitalist guys in Silicon Valley just because of his connections through NPR. And they just flat out rejected him and just said, you have a horrible pitch. XYZ. But I will say, he made it better. He got a partner. He came back and those same people actually invested in Gimlet Media. And he's now raised $1.5 million for his podcasting company. And it's, you know, it's still very much in the early stages. I'm actually um, an, a uh, very excited investor in the company as well. But, you know, who knows where it's going to go. But, you know, the, the reality is don't give up and, you know, listen to, to Alex Bloomberg's struggles and, and see that it does take, just like Ryan said, connection the ability to take rejection and to keep coming at it. And Ryan, what I want to do now is shift to another story in your life. This one being an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb. You've had tons, Ryan. That's why you're a multimillionaire. Let's talk about one epiphany really specifically, like a story that comes from before to that moment and then the success that you gained afterwards. The most important one that comes to mind is after I sold Sky Pipeline, I, I burned the money. I, you know, I chased a, a pretty fun lifestyle. You now, know, are we pipe- talking mid six figures, low seven figures? I mean, what seven was your figures. exit? Seven yeah. figures. Uh, yeah, seven figures. But not eight figures. No, not eight. Not eight. And, and I, burned, I burned all seven figures like I was a rock star. And, and, you know, <laughs> well, about, you were a rock star. Hello, you're 24 summer. years old. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, I, I learned the hard way, and and that is when you're spending money on bottle service and private jets and living that that you know very luxurious materialistic lifestyle, you're actually giving your money to other entrepreneurs who have created a great system for extracting <laughs> it from people like yourself. So you know you're falling trapped to another person's business model. Uh, but that said, um, you know, yeah, it, 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 it was, it's fascinating. Um, but you know, nonetheless, when I when I got to that place and I was out of money. I built some success in terms of my credentials. I'd had a successful exit. I'd, I got my investors a lot of money, although not a lot for myself. Um, I, you know, I, I really was, I was down on my luck and I was, you know, I was out of money. I had a, a house that I could hardly pay. I had a car that I could hardly make the payment on. And I remember I couldn't even put $20 in the gas tank of my $120,000 sports car at the time. What kind of car was it? Uh, it was a, I bought a brand new uh, SL 500 Mercedes and put rims on it. And, you know, it was, it was about 120,000 all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I'll never forget the lease payment on it was uh, 2000 a month. Oh my God. And, yeah, my, I have I, a Mazda three that's $189 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I went through a tough time, went through a divorce. So I uh, ended up having to declare bankruptcy. That's how bad it got to me. Yeah. Um, and when I sat in that position, I remember thinking to myself, man, one, I was mad at myself. So taking full responsibility, I was pissed off at myself for doing that. I, you know, I, I, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, I fell into stupidity and ego and all the other stuff. And then I realized the only thing I had control over was my calendar. So, you know, I had no control over anything else. You know, my, my new business endeavors weren't working out. I didn't have uh, much of a plan ahead of me. I'd ran out of the money as a, as a result of the final straw was a big failed investment. And I decided that I was going to just control the calendar. So I got out a calendar and I said, I have no control over anything in my life, not the bill collectors, not the shame that I have as a result of my financial state, but I do have control over that box and that calendar, who I put in that box on a daily basis 
and how I show up to those appointments, how prepared I am for them, uh, you know, what I'm seeking from them. And I basically mastered 31 boxes in a month. And then from there, I mastered the next month and the next month. And that was a little over 10 years ago. And now 10 years to the date after following, you know, a system where I just got very focused on who I encountered on a day, what my focus was, what my intentionality was in those meetings, and what I actually achieved during that day. And, and as a result of that, you know, I've since created billions of dollars in value. So Fire Nation, one thing that I love about what Ryan's sharing with us is our most valuable resource, time. All we have is time. And Ryan, I love that phrase you used. I mastered 31 boxes in a month. I mean, it's just so visual. I mean, Fire Nation, are you mastering your month? And Ryan, to where you are now and to where I've gone to, where there's just a lot of demands on our time, you know, I could be doing a million different things any given moment. I love this Derek Sivers quote, and let me know what your thoughts on this are. If it's not a heck yes, it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the uh, quotes that I follow, and I have a pretty big organization, uh, you know, over a thousand people that, the thousands of people that promote our product, but over a thousand people that do it on a full-time basis and hundreds of people that are my employees here in Los Angeles and my other offices around the world. And I'll tell you, focus is saying no. So that's a Steve Jobs quote. And, you know, Steve Jobs said it perfectly. Focus is saying no. So it's not what you say yes to, it's what you say no to. Uh, and in essence, the quote you just referenced is exactly him saying, you know, his, his conditions for which when he says no, you have to create a, cause it's so easy to say yes to stuff and you really have to figure out what not to do. That's probably the most important list you can cr- create is the not to do list, not the to do list. And Ryan, I'm going to make you love that word focus even more right now. The acronym follow one course until success focus. I got to tell you, I have a a six-year-old, soon-to-be six-year-old son, and he has autism, which is a learning disability that affects communication. And the one word that we are uh, constantly talking about and the one that, that, you know, that, that we utilize in our house is focus because it's so easy for him to be distracted with, you know, uh, an eruption in his environment or a sensory related uh, condition or disorder that he's exposed to. So, you know, we use that word focus. And I'll tell you, uh, in my, as a father, I always think to myself, if I can just teach my son to master focus, everything else will fall in. And focusing is a learned behavior. You have to train yourself in it. And our news cycle and our world of interruptions, you know, with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and our friends calling and our grandmothers posting pictures, you know, our life is being constantly interrupted by companies who make billions of dollars interrupting our lives. Your job in your company is not to let other co- not to let other companies or other entrepreneurs interrupt you unless it's mutually beneficial to you. Wow, so powerful. And Ryan, I mean, you have so many things to be proud of throughout your life. I mean, looking back at your journey, you could probably name, you know, a hundred things that have really just made you proud. I mean, you know, we've talked about some things that you do regret. We all have regrets in life. But if you could take us to the moment in time that you would consider your proudest entrepreneurial moment, what would that be? I sold Visalis for $792.4 million in 2012. The point four was, was unnecessary, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, by the way, to your listeners, I, I, that may sound pretentious, but entrepreneurship is about keeping score. To me, the money is, is you know, I, I don't care about the money. I care about knowing that I did my best and being able to achieve the result that I set out to achieve. And, and just so everyone understands, I haven't done anything yet. You know, when you have the, the, the pleasure of company of, you know, people like, you know, the, 
the founders of Microsoft and some of the other people that I've you know, had good fortune to be exposed to, you know, I'll tell you that you know, they, they have done some pretty amazing things. I'm just starting on my journey. I'm 37 years old. But that was a big moment for me. Totally. Another couple big moments. I donated, uh, you know, I've donated significant amounts of money to uh, at-risk youth and to uh, charitable organizations that affect autism. I've donated about 4 million meals to kids in need throughout the United States through Visalis, the company I'm the CEO of. I've helped this year alone about 40,000 kids that are suffering from childhood-related obesity. So, you know, I, I think that ultimately, you know, I yes, I love to keep score. I'm ambitious. That's one of the ways. But I'm going to give it all away uh, uh, someday anyways. So, you know, I, I think giving it away is, is more gratifying than making it. Um, but, you know, one day I plan to to hopefully make enough money that I'll spend the rest of my life just figuring out how to give it away the most efficiently. And Ryan, I just love the direction that you're moving in life right now. And actually, I want to just hearken back to one of our most popular episodes that we've done in recent history of Entrepreneur on Fire. And that's by my good friend, Aaron Walker. And this quote, I think, is really going to resonate with you, Ryan. And the quote goes a little something like this. From success to significance. I mean, Ryan, you have achieved great success on so many different levels, you know, monetization on one level, you know, just straight up success with a company on another. I mean, how you provide for people that work in your company right now that allow them to provide for their family. I mean, all this is great success. And now you're moving into significance. You're moving into giving back and making this world a better place. And I mean, to me, you know, that's the true measure of real success is being able to move into that role of significance. What are your thoughts on that? I'm just blessed. I, I feel like I've been given the best opportunity in the world. You're born, and you know, many of your listeners were born in America or Western society where entrepreneurship is all around you. I mean, the very, you know, the very device that you're listening to was created by an entrepreneur no matter where you are. So entrepreneurship is all around you. Uh, all you have to do is see the opportunity. And, and so that's why I like to give back is because, you know, I've been able to, you know, to be able to receive so much value out of the society that we live in and out of, you know, so many other great mentors and having so many great team members and contributors to my success that, you know, that my goal now is to spend, you know, a significant portion of my time and eventually all of my time giving that success back to others. But in a way that is much more measurable. You know, I, I have a bone to pick with the public education system oh, yeah. you know, as, as a result that I was kicked out of it and, and misidentified as a, you know, a child that was, um, you know, uh, learning disabled and, and, you know, considered by, by all uh, tests and aptitude tests and so forth to be dumb and, and to be, you know, a, a defective child. And, you know, and now that I've been able to, you know, create a great company and several great companies and generate, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes and, you know, be able to really make an impact out there. You know, I, I asked myself, you know, how are we going to change this education system so some of our brightest minds, you know, don't get discouraged or, you know, thrown away because they don't necessarily have the same learning strategy as other children out there or, or perhaps they're made to do something that isn't traditional like entrepreneurship. So, you know, I'm really passionate. You could have me talking for hours yeah. here about some of the causes that, you know, that I'm excited to make an impact in. Um, and, you know, I've already done a lot of that. The book that I wrote, uh, all the proceeds go to charity. I created a documentary also by the name of Nothing to Lose um, that, you know, that hundreds of thousands of people have, have been able to, to, you know, get value out of. And I gave that away for free. So I'm already making those moves right now. But, you know, for everyone out there listening, I'm 37 years old. You know, I got another 50 or 60 years of hard work until I feel like I've achieved anything. 
powerful. Is Nothing to Lose, the documentary, is that on Netflix? Uh, no, you know, it's not. If you just go to nothingtolose.com, you can download it there for free. Oh, very cool. Well, I can hook you up with a guy that can set you up, Ryan, with a Roku channel. And we can get that out there for the masses to stumble upon and really be That'd moved be cool. by that. That'd be really cool. So what I want to move into now, Ryan, you know, before we hit the really home stretch of our interview is today, is right now. What is the one thing that has Ryan Blair most fired up? Uh, so I just bought back the by Salas. So you know, I guess to, to complete the story in 2012, I sold it. Uh, and now in uh, September the 4th, I bought it back. And so to give you guys some context, when I sold it, I still stayed on as CEO, although I didn't have, you know, very much incentive equity wise to build the company and that, you know, they'd given me a small CEO package, but I became the CEO of a, a division of a public company. And so my life changed. I went from you know, being a very offensive strategist, you know, building companies and, you know, aggressive out there too, you know, having to worry about defense, attorneys and SEC and accounting and, you know, stuff that I'm very grateful that I got to learn about and got to experience. But, you know, I feel like I was, I was in jail, so to speak, for two years. Uh. And now that I bought the company back, I'm able to do things at a much faster pace. I'm able to really uh, recruit some of the greatest talented people out there into my company. I'm doing acquisitions. In fact, I just got off the phone before this interview with an acquisition that I'm uh, closing in on pretty quickly here. So I'm really excited right now, having bought the company back just uh, you know less than three months ago. And uh, you know, the next I, 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 I've been at the helm of this company going on ten years now, and I think the next ten years are really going to be the defining uh, ten years of the company. Love that. And congratulations, Ryan, on that recent acquisition. I can just hear the energy, the new verve in your voice. You know, you're, yeah. you're back. I mean, you're on the offense. You are creating. This is where Ryan Blair was meant to be. And Ryan, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. I'm realizing more and more that video courses provide one of the most powerful learning tools available on the internet today. Your ability to follow an expert as they walk through a particular program or topic, all while going at your own pace, is unlike any other type of online learning. In fact, I literally learned how to podcast through watching video tutorials online. That's why I'm such a huge fan of lynda.com. lynda.com offers unlimited access to over 100,000 video tutorials, all taught by industry experts. You can check out tutorials like exploring entrepreneurship fundamentals or even tutorials on leadership and productivity, both of which are skills that we as entrepreneurs can always be improving upon. Lynda.com truly has it all. Because of how integral Lynda.com has been to the progress of my learning, I've worked out a deal to give you a special offer. Access the entire library free for seven days. Visit Lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Have you ever experienced your server crashing, whether it was due to server malfunction, ransomware, or other natural disaster like fire or flood? It's not a fun situation to be in. I speak from personal experience. Your initial thought is probably something like, well, when will my site be back up and running? But in addition, you're terrified by the possibility that your data might never come back. But with a system like a Baxio, you can rest assured that no matter what happens to your server, their instant recovery will come to the rescue. A Baxio gives you the ability 
to get your server back online instantly, either from your office location or their remote data center. Plus, Abaxio tests itself monthly so you know exactly how long it would be to recover your data in the event of a disaster. Your website is your home base. Make sure it's protected with Abaxio cybersecurity, serving businesses across North America for 15 years. Learn more at abaxio.com slash fire. That's A-B-A-X-I-O dot com slash fire. Ryan, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yep. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Employee-minded thinking. And what would be holding me back would be fear because I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to make certain payments or I was afraid that I was going to lose my social status or I was afraid that, you know, I guess it's employee minded thinking, which is generally passed down, you know, through your parents and your other various environments. But I would say fear and employee minded thinking. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, It's not who's right. It's what's right is the best advice. And that was given to me by John Wooden. So anytime I get into a conversation or an argument with someone, you know, I, if it's if it's about who, I don't, you know, I, I start basically steering the conversation. I don't care about who, I care about what. So we're talking John Wooden, the Wizard of Westwood, the head coach of UCLA. Yeah, John wow. Wooden. I had the privilege of being mentored by John Wooden, uh, uh, and yeah, so he gave me a number of things, and you know, I, I write about it a lot. There's probably. 15 or 20 principles that he gave me that I, that I really applied toward business. Um, and in fact, the person who introduced me to John Wooden, his protege, Dale, coach Dale Brown, I was just with him on Sunday for his NCAA uh, Hall of Fame inauguration with Shaquille O'Neal. So I, I, I have a lot, of, a lot of my philosophies are uh, derived from great sports leaders because I've always loved sports. And, and so you'll hear a lot of those things. Too cool. Share one of your personal habits, Ryan, that you believe contributes to your success. I read and listen to audiobooks and watch YouTube and watch documentaries and read the Wall Street Journal. I mean, I think that I absorb more information from various sources that are not necessarily in my direct, uh, you know, my direct circle every single day. And that continues to get me thinking creatively and get me inspired and get me motivated to, you know, to attempt and experiment and try different things. Have you seen the new documentary Origins? I I have not yet. I have not. I just Skyped it to you. And those Fire Nation listeners that have good ears will have heard the little bloop because I did just actually Skype it to you. Check out that documentary, Ryan. It will blow your mind in a good way. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? The one that I utilize is the newsstand inside the iPhone. Um, You know, iPhone has newsstand. I buy Forbes Fortune, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. I mean, what about Success? Success Magazine. Yeah, I do. I actually subscribe to Success Magazine. I'm being featured next month as a top podcaster. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Stuart, Stuart Johnson, the owner of Success, is a good friend of mine. And uh, I actually, my sales force, which numbers about 30,000 people, I send them all a monthly copy of Success Magazine. Awesome. And have you got the chance to meet uh, Darren Hardy? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know Darren well. Cool, yeah. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, Ryan, that's going to go on the show notes page right next to Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain. What would that book be and why? One of the books that really got me thinking, um, was, uh, tipping point, the tipping point by Malcolm Gladwell. 
Uh, Colting a Brand uh, was an interesting book that got me thinking about you know, creating a brand that people are really going to follow and the difference between brands that people follow and others. Uh, so only if I only had to give you one, because all entrepreneurs want to create an epidemic, I would say Tipping Point would be the one that I would, uh, I would give you as an entrepreneur. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Ryan, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? That's an unfair question because uh, I would start a, I'd start a Vaisalis business uh, <laughs> and build it from there. And it costs $499 to start up in Vaisalis. So, uh, <laughs> Not that, in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah it's, but I, I would tell you that uh, my... Um, uh, so I, outside of my own, you know, read my own book, start my own business. Um, if I only had $500 and I had a laptop, what would I do? You know, I think I'd sell myself. I think as an entrepreneur, the best thing you could do is sell yourself. So all the value that I have within me, the knowledge that I have, like you said, I'm in this parallel universe, right. is I get out there and I, I turn myself into a product and I'd sell myself. And I'd use that $500. Uh, to work on the brand and the various things that are necessary to get my product out there. So Ryan, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Perfect. Uh, parting piece of guidance is become a student. Uh, and, and the better student that you are, the better teacher you'll be. And one day your business like mine is today, will rely heavily on you teaching. So I'm constantly taking in information and I'm constantly teaching it. And that's why I'm on this podcast with you. And that's why I do the work I do. Because the more people you teach, the more students you have, you know, the more the, more the world reciprocates. Mm. And what's the best way that we can connect with you? Probably the best way would be uh, my Facebook page. If you go to, just go to ryanblair.com. And you'll see the various links to my Facebook page, uh, to my documentary website, nothingtolose.com, and so forth. So just go to ryanblair.com. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Ryan and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Ryan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all of these great resources in knowledge bits that he's been dropping all day long. And Ryan, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Podcastersparadise.com. Every Wednesday, I host a free live podcast workshop where you learn how to create a podcast, launch in a powerful way, and grow your podcast audience to a tipping point so you can turn that audience into a viable business through monetization. I also answer any questions you have in our live Q&A before and after the workshop, so show up early and stay late. Visit podcastersparadise.com to claim your spot today and prepare to ignite. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.